This episode is brought to you by J. Crew. This spring, J. Crew is telling a linen love story. From perfectly rumpled beach cover-ups and effortlessly sexy suiting to button-up shirts from the world-famous Baird McNutt Mill in Ireland, the new J. Crew collection is made to be shared, lived in, and loved for decades and generations to come. Shop linen like you've never seen it. And more new arrivals for spring 2024 at jcrew.com. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Josh Whittaker. Good. Rob, pick it. What do you think of that one, Rob? Um, I think somebody needs to tell that mother that her child can't speak yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, A, A plus for effort, but that's just, she spat when she heard our names. It's the worst one we've had in terms of sheer quality. That was Fran Barsby. Uh, that was her two-month-old son, Kian. Oh, two, two months. months. I mean, imagine you said that was a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Two months. What about? Let's see progress. Let's let redo it when he can speak, and then it, we, yep. we can hear the evolution of Kian's voice. That'll be lovely. The nation can follow it. Um, we have become part of their bedtime routine. Oh yeah. Bath time feed, then gentle rocking to the soulful tones of Josh and Rob while we're looking to get him to sleep. Well, I've I've heard some people say that they listen to this with kids in the car, but I and, I, and they've started calling me the sweary one. <laughs> I think I swear on this, don't I? Um, well, a bit stiff neck, aren't you? You won't, you won't go for it unless it, it's necessary for the line. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's true a little bit, but, you know, sometimes passion takes over. I'm really, I'm not bothered by swearing at all. I really like that thing of like, on TikTok, I've been seeing this thing where people swear in front of their parents in a non-swearing house. And then they'll be like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. like that. And then they hear their parents go, oh, Olivia, Really? Come on! And I feel like, you fucking in your Yeah, 24-year-old daughter can't say shit. Ridiculous. Anyway. Um, on that, we will come back to your week because you're going to need to beat this out again. This right, is go. absolutely amazing. So I'm going to forward you this email, Rob. So uh, this is from uh, Grant Allen. My nine-year-old daughter decided to keep a record of all the different types of food she was eating in a week. Okay. She wanted to write... Mango chutney. I've sent you the picture. Right, okay, let me... Oh, wow. But she's done it the wrong way around. She's, she's attempted she's... to write chutney. 
but Chutney Man, yeah. Chutney Mango, but then she's just written Mango. <laughs> Do you know? I think I've actually used that before as a turn of phrase with a mango that just won't ripen. <laughs> you know what's wrong with you, Robert? It's like, mango still hard. <laughs> A lot of bleeps in this episode. A lot of bleeps in this episode. Oh, you can understand what she's written by the, the bleeps. You could, I'm hoping our audience can put it together. Yeah. Um. Anyway, how's your week been? Well, my daughter, um, the eldest one, well, a couple of things happened. Basically, I've, I've started this new game where I've just started giving them what, like weird random names. I don't really say their names on here just so they can yeah. uh, have an identity away from me at some point in their lives. Um, but uh, but I like, I've started calling one Malcolm and one Gavin. Because it's just funny. And then when I say, Gavin, come here, they go, I'm not Gavin. And it was a bit of banter where I go, oh, sorry, Gavin. Oh, I mean, and then I just get their names wrong. And it was a fun, but then it got to the point where they just start calling each other Malcolm and Gavin now. So I've got these two girls running around going, Gavin, Gavin. And like, I don't know when it's going to stop. <laughs> So that now that it's gone beyond the joke. So have they adopted Malcolm and like? Is it clear cut who is Malcolm and oh. who is Gavin? Oh, yeah, they're clear as day. That one's Gavin. That one's Malcolm. That they know that. That's that's a given. It started off as a bit of a joke, but they started introducing themselves as Gavin and Malcolm, and then laughing and running off. It's got to stop at some point. Yeah, when she goes to school. So who's going to school first, Malcolm or Gavin? Uh, Malcolm's going to school, so she's gonna. Hopefully not introduce herself as Malcolm. You were talking about um, your your wife losing her voice. My four-year-old's lost her voice because she is like me, just not stop talking. It's like t- she talks in her sleep. She's everything and she'll go, um, Dad, uh, and, and she'll just like drag everything out in order to have a conversation. Talks at you the whole time. She goes, can we have a chat? Let's chat. I want to chat. She's gone raspy. She's losing her voice. She sounds like a club rep. You know that like a club rep? <laughs> That's been in Magaluf all summer and they've not slept properly. They've been out boozing. It's like, hello, Dad, could I have? And it's like, we've been get, I've been getting her to say, lads, the best I can do is free entry and free drinks. Do you fancy it? <laughs> <laughs> like she's got a kid on the strip. My gran, when she she had a load of mugs, so she went she went to a shop. They had all you know you get those things that have names on, like yeah. so you buy like the Josh mug or the Rob mug or whatever. So she went in a shop. And they'd sold out of all the popular names. So they just had like six really unpopular names. So she bought them as a set. <laughs> so she had... What did she get? So she had Neville. Neville! Um... <laughs> uh, Tessa. I think one of them was Tessa. Tessa. Um, I can't remember that she had. So she'd be like, you'd be drinking out of Neville and then she'd have Sandra. It was great. <laughs> It's, it's a really rare, good set it? of mugs to have, unpopular names. Well, I think it just goes through cycles because sort of older names are popular now, aren't they? Like Ruby and things like that, which there was never any sort of Rubies at school when I was at school. It was all like Victorias and there was all the boys were called like James and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you have dispute over your children's names? No, not really. Not really. No, it was quite, it was quite, we, we didn't do that thing where you go, we just got to wait till it's born to see what they look oh, like. Oh, come They look on, the same. Yeah. They're red and upset. <laughs> So unless you're going to call it <laughs> name after a fucking dragon, I don't know what. <laughs> it's red it's and angry just, and little. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I just looked and it just—it wasn't a Claire. It was—it was a Julie. I could just tell in her eyes. All right, mate. Yeah, you just tell yourself that. Of course, it wasn't a Claire. It looks like a fucking alien. That's what it looks <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> I'm going to call this one ET actually, because <laughs> I just looked at it in that blanket and I thought it looks like a little alien. <laughs> Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. 
They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Um, I've got a couple of highlights of what else has happened this week. Oh, yeah. um, one of, uh, well, I might as well just use those names. Gavin did a shit in a car, um, in a, a little toy car. It's actually, it's the same notes as my stag do now, it sounds like. Gavin did a shit in a car. <laughs> no, you know, they're like... <laughs> Little tykes cars. Malcolm, yeah. Malcolm running. I went, Gavin's done a shit in the car. Well, I shouldn't say shit. Uh, Gavin's done a poo in the car. And, and, and I went in there and there was a, a like an actual lump of, like, used it like a toilet. There's like a lump of wow. poo in the car. So how big, what kind of car is this? You know those little ones, just little solo red cars that they move their feet to go along. You know that classic kid's car? Oh, uh, right. Red yeah, one yeah, with yeah. a yellow roof. That way, it's got a monopoly yeah, 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 yeah. on kids' cars. Yeah, yeah, that's like classic. the Blackberry in the 90s. In my head, I thought you meant like a little toy car, like a kind of, I was like, bloody, like, they, oh. like she managed to get it in through the window. No, she hasn't got that much precision. No way. No, this was more, <laughs> she used it as a toilet. Um, and also, as well, I was trying to watch, I don't know about you, do you ever watch like the UFC or boxing on like, you're not really into like fight sports, are you that much? I don't like, I don't like UFC. I, I, I watched the big boxing fights. Well, UFC, there was a big UFC fight at the weekend and um, mm. it's quite obviously way more violent than boxing, isn't it? Like, Boxing's still pretty yeah. violent, but I'd say it's a bit bit more extreme. So, like, I always, when there's a big fight and I say to Lou, I'll get up with the girls because they get up at six. And then basically what I do is give them, like, treats and stuff and then put them in, a, in another room watching telly. And then I try and watch it either on my laptop or on a telly somewhere else, try and watch the fighting. But then they keep coming. And then, like, basically, because I could watch it all in the morning. But then they keep coming in and out. I'm like, oh, and there's, like, a bloke with, like, his nose hanging off. And they're like, what? what? <laughs> his face what are they doing daddy i'm like they're cuddling they're cuddling all right they're cuddling <laughs> and, it, and, it, and i don't know if i told this story it reminded me of when um i wanted to watch the fury wilder fight okay so fury wilder right. the biggest yeah, yeah. fight and it, i was buzzing for it for me it's huge right it's like a blur reunion or plymouth getting promoted to league two it's a yeah, big deal you know big whatever, deal. whatever league they're in i don't know i'll set the piss anyway big deal for me and also we were going on holiday that day so i've flight was like 1 p.m so i got and do you avoid flight. the result when well yeah but this. i got up to watch it live because we were having to get up oh, early yeah. anyway so if i got up at five and watch it and then when everyone else starts waking up at six i've watched the fight we can start to get dressed and load up the car and go on holiday right so it's quite tight with timings but i'm like right i've planned all this yeah, yeah. so Exciting. i got up at five i watch it and it's get, and it's like incredible right and then like it's right but it's really kicking off it's getting a bit like brutal and i had to pause it and obviously my phone's like ding 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 everyone's texting me about it and then like they both come downstairs right and she's like what are you watching i want to sit with you daddy i was like go in the other room right to the point <laughs> at, at 5 a.m i went to them if you go in that room i'll give you a cornetto because i thought i went to defcon 4 <laughs> it was 5 a.m i've offered both of them a cornetto and even they looked at me <laughs> Well, like, I've just got up. I mean, you could you could argue that you were just getting the holiday started early, couldn't you? I mean, it was yeah. a holiday day. Let's have a cornetto. At this point, though, like, you've got to weigh up your children's sort of well-being, their diet, their lifestyle choices. Plus, it's the fight of the century. 
So, you know, I mean, something's got to give. Yeah. So for me, it was the Cornettos, but they just looked at me in disgust. In the end, obviously, they had Cornettos, they're two and four. Did you get to watch the fight? Yeah, so I managed to watch the fight, but they did have four packs of Haribo in the playroom before 7am, which is not a lifestyle choice I'd endorse, <laughs> but you've got to do what you've got to do. There's, there's not often a big fight. I think you can let them, you know, you can yes. let them have the Haribo. It's not like there's a big fight every weekend. Do you know what I mean? That's acceptable. Yes, exactly. Anyway, so that, that happened. And also, I started playing golf. Oh, yeah. Um, you're not a golfer, are you, Josh? I haven't got the mentality. That's what I thought, right? I thought I'd get frustrated. It takes too long. It's boring. I haven't got time to spend. It takes, like, hours. Right. Once you have kids, do you know what happens in golf, Josh? You are allowed to be at the house for four hours because that's how long golf takes. Amazing. So it's not like going to the pub and it's two hours or whatever or going somewhere else. So you basically get to leave really early and then you can have a you get to have a beer there after, right? You're out of the house for four hours. And sometimes, Josh, if it's a bit windy or cold, I don't even play the hole. I just walk up <laughs> with my mate. <laughs> you don't even play. Didn't even play. So come to, I don't even play the hole. I don't, I don't keep score. I have a wander about. It's it when I fancy it. Oh, so you're it. not even like, I could say, what's your handicap? You go, I don't know. Don't keep score. Well, my handicap is I don't play all the holes. That's quite a big handicap. <laughs> but yeah, I don't keep score. Why don't score. you play if it's too windy? Just because you just, you like, I'm too difficult. I'm not there for the golf. I'm there to be away. That's what it is. No one actually likes golf. All the other blokes there, it's all blokes just going, yeah, it's great, isn't it? I'm at the house for ages. That's why they do 18 <laughs> holes. It's meant to. And then you're allowed to go on a golf trip. And do you know what a golf trip is? It's a piss up. It's a four day piss. You go, right, they say they play golf in the morning. They just get drink all afternoon and night. Plus you can have beer with you on the course in the morning during the day. Really? So like, right, Josh. Let's, let's let's do this, right? You've got a child, you've got a wife. You're saying, Rose, I'm going to Magaloo for four nights. What would Rose say? Yeah, well, she said that's totally not going to happen. Yeah, what, with your mates? Just to Magaloo, getting drunk? No, ridiculous. You're a grown-up, right? Um, Rose, um, you know, I've been playing golf. I'm going to go on a golf trip to Portugal with Rob and a few friends. Oh, that would be great. Bit of exercise. You love golf? Yeah, that cool. <laughs> sure. It's the same as Magaloo, but you just do a walk before you get pissed. <laughs> You just have to check your clubs in. That's the only That's difference it. is you have to pay to take your clubs. The only difference is a slightly bigger bag. That's the only difference. To, uh, it's great. <laughs> so I am, I am bang into it now, and I, I just couldn't believe that that's an option. Have you got yeah. all the gear? Like, are you dressed as one of those golfers right, when you so go? You, are you wearing, like, the... Well, I, I didn't... When I went before, I didn't... But I started buying some stuff. Like, you know, I don't necessarily like or want to wear, but you can't go to golf just like you go into the pub. The whole outfit and the bag, you know, that's the facade. You have to do all that so yeah. it looks like you're going golf. but And you are yeah, going golf, right. but you're not going golf. It's like you found a loophole. Yeah, and then... And here's me like, cleaning my shed. Yeah, the buggy's banner. It's like go-karting. <laughs> it's unbelievable, Josh. I couldn't, I couldn't believe... And I, this, you know, my mentality before was like, I'll get frustrated. It takes too long. Great. The, the longer, the better. <laughs> no one wants to go around quick, do they? So you, you're stuck in a bunker thinking this is just more Rob time. Oh, yeah. It's basically a beach. Get a towel. <laughs> Still in here, lads. I'll meet you on the 18th. I'm, I'm well into it. It's a Josh. nicer beach than Brighton because it's like sand. Yeah. Like, it's much more pleasant. And it's ch- you can have a chat with your mates, have a catch-up, and also go with your mates that take it too serious. They miss a couple of shots. It's hilarious. They're getting so angry. I sometimes as well, if, I, if I'm not very good off the tee shot, I'll just walk along with my mate and just throw it near his, and I'll go from there. Who are you, Donald Trump? Isn't that what Donald Trump does? They're your own rules. Who, who cares? You're paying for the time and the course. Do it how you'll enjoy it. 
Anyway. When you're prime minister in 10 years and everyone's <laughs> going, we should have known the way he played his golf. <laughs> but I'm not trying to say like, I'm the I'm good at it or anything. And like, I'm no. trying to keep score and I beat you then. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just living my life on the course. Would job. you take lessons? I think I might do because I cannot hit it properly off the tee. I'm all right with the rest of it, but I might, I might get someone to teach me how to hit it. But um, yeah, as long as you don't take it too serious, it's a, an incredible way to have a bit of, me time and also if you are rubbish you don't sometimes i do i'll hit it in the rough so if someone's annoying me on the hole to get away with it from them a bit so it's good because you know we're on a walk with someone and the conversation's boring if you ping it the other side you can just, just tap out of that conversation <laughs> so yeah i mean I'm, I'm all for it for all the wrong reasons but it's a great way to get away from your kids that's all i'm saying guys. great way great way well um, I, I look forward to hearing how it carries on and i look forward to your first golf trip we'll go together we could do an episode of this off from the course gonna oh. we i think you'll get into it like, i can you know, already like, hear the producer absolutely the drips of sweat coming down his forehead <laughs> on a windy hill on a windy day <laughs> do you want to hear from our listeners rob Yes, and I want to hear about the Bing intro and why, is it the panda? I think it's the panda, takes his trousers off for no reason and everyone else is dressed. I want to know. Yes. It's from Christopher Hyde. Go on, Chris. After listening to Friday's first mailbag special, I wanted to contact you about a couple of things related to Bing. I thought Rob might want to read the Den of Geeks theory about Bing. This is a website. As he's quite right that none of it makes sense whatsoever. For example, where are the parents? Right. So... So glad that someone else has noticed Pando's trousers. My wife and I first noticed it when our daughter was about two. Haven't been able to unsee it since. In every episode, he's either detrousered for the entirety of the story or removes them at some point. We were quite disturbed, made salty by this. So I googled it to see what the crack was. I found a few other people questioning it online. Great pun there, if you meant it or not. The crack. <laughs> yeah, the crack oh yeah, was. that is good. I, I'd, I'd missed that. That is, that's poor from me. Um, you're too stiff. Relax, mate. Get loose. Too stiff. Up. My neck is absolutely <laughs> rigid. <laughs> I found a few other people questioning it online. An official statement from the show has been released. Oh, yes. Apparently, it's because there are children who remove their trousers at times of excitement. And by showing a character doing it on screen, it normalises that for those children. I have been a primary school teacher for 10 years and have never encountered a child doing this. Did you buy that theory? Well, I mean, it is a statement from the show. It feels like they're backtracking because they've got some sort of maverick editor that just did it off his or her own steam. It's very much checking your eyesight by going to Barnard Castle, that excuse, isn't it? One, why do you need to normalise it? It's not a problem, really. It's not like kids are in therapy because they keep taking the trousers off, right? <laughs> so it's only to normalise it. Two, who's going to that show with their kid to go like, look, it's fine. The panda's doing it too. Like, what, what, no, doesn't, that conversation doesn't need to happen. It just needs to be like, just put your trousers back on. We're in the shops. Like, it's not, <laughs> well, the... <laughs> it should be normalised. It's not okay. It's not bad either. But it shouldn't be normalised. No. It's like, that's what we do. If someone was having a go at you because your kids are taking their trousers off in a, you know, in a wimpy or whatever, you can't go uh, uh, watch the titles to Bing, actually, because um, it's Pando does it. Pando Pando does it, so it's fine. Also, I'd I'd rather people be angry with me about it than encourage it. I don't, oh, it's great. Oh, it's great their kids' trousers coming off. (laughs) Fuck off. Trying to have a bender in a bun here. Give me a break. (laughs) Um, So that's put that to bed, but it hasn't. But that, that does explain... That is their excuse. Well, that's what the for official it. statement, isn't it? You know, but my daughter did do a 
poo in that little tyke's car, you're not getting Pando just defecating everywhere to normalise it, are you? Well, no. That'd be a terrible show. I mean, if Panda was normalising the behaviour of every five-year-old child, he'd be absolutely the most reckless panda you could ever imagine. The, the whole of Bing would be ruined as he as his reign of terror. Anyway, well, at least, at least there's an official announcement on that, but I'm still not convinced. What else we got, Josh? Has someone else uh, been in contact? This will make you feel like a better parent. This is from Emma. Okay. One morning during a lovely hot summer, my daughter was at a time, was three years old, decided now was the right time to give me a wake-up call on my lack of security. I was rudely awakened by a loud banging on the front door. I jump out of bed thinking, please don't wake my daughter. I'm really not ready to get up properly yet. I stumble to the front door. One I open, only to see my daughter is stood there with a strange man. Oh my God, what's going on? Darling, calmly, you know you must never answer the door without mummy. She replied, I know, holding a huge bag of sweets. In my head, I was thinking all sorts at this point. Strange man, bag of sweets, stranger danger. So I grabbed my daughter rather quickly. I was about to slam the door in the face and ring the police when the man piped up and said, she didn't answer the door. I'm bringing her back from the shops. <gasps> Turns out the shop owner had known this man well enough to trust him to bring back safely. She had managed to go to the shop alone. She walked uh, naked but for a nighty to the shop, all the way to the shop, started helping herself to the pick and mix and bagging it up. What? How old she? She was three. Fucking hell, that is awful. <laughs> she must have felt devastated, the mum. Three. Can you imagine that? Three, and she's just got up. I don't know how she's got out of the front door. The walk of the shop and started bagging up her own pick and mix. Also, imagine being the man, the poor man that's been asked by the shop owner to walk this, he's innocent in all this, to walk back the child. Imagine getting stopped by the police. Is that your child? No. <laughs> <laughs> why is he? Why is she in a nighty? Um, I don't know. Where does she live? I don't know. Why has she got sweets? It's a long story. Imagine the panic. He must have been so. If I was that guy, worried. I'd go in the shop and said, "Could you take the child back?" I'd go, "I'll man the shop. You take the child back." Yes. I would much rather be in charge of selling a few newspapers for twenty minutes than a child. A child I'd never met. Walk oh, them God. back to their house. Does it say how far the shop was? No. So if Emma wants to get back to us, we the, the questions we want to ask is, how far was the shop and how did she get out the front door, if you know how she got out the front door? Yeah, and are you still allowed to look after her? <laughs> there must be three questions. <laughs> do, do you want one more for social services? Oh, yes, please. I mean, it's fine because I think the problem is when it happens a lot, isn't it? Everyone's allowed one. Yeah. Where you've been, you've, you've let your guard down and the kid's exploited it. Exactly. Summer, this is from uh, Vincent Gatan. Summer 2019, long days, light till 11pm. Putting my six-year-old to bed, my wife had already done the same with our three-year-old. Stories read, cuddled, administered. I come downstairs, decide I'll walk the dogs. I call out, I'm going to run the dogs around the park, back in ten to my wife in the kitchen and set off. After a lovely ten-minute stroll in the summer evening sun, I leave the park and head back towards the house. In the distance, I see a woman who looks strangely like my wife carry a co-op bag walking towards the drive from the opposite direction. The closer I get, the more my heart sinks. She spots me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> With a look of somewhere between terror and anger, she shouts, what the fuck have you been? Where are the kids? <laughs> we both broke into a sprint to the front door and bundled into the house to find them both asleep, safe and well. She wasn't in the kitchen when I called. She had already gone on a pre-announced trip for basic supplies. Oh, God. Oh, can you imagine that moment in the park? Of oh, just like, oh, she looks a bit like, oh, no, she's my wife. 
I now need visual confirmation that I'm not abandoning my kids before leaving the house for any reason. That is amazing. I do think that the summer, the late sunny nights of summer really affect bedtime. The kids are all over the place. They just don't respect bedtime anymore. Because they mine go look out the window, go, but daddy, it's morning. Look, it's morning. And you're like, yes, I know it's bright. I can't I don't really understand why it's still bright, but that just happens this time of year. Oh. So I can't explain to you why it's happening, but it is. <laughs> but just go and sleep. You're not going to be able to tell a four-year-old about the equator or whatever. I mean, I could barely Solstice. tell her that. <laughs> I don't really know why it's so bright. It just is. But you've got to go to bed or you'll be tired tomorrow. Okay, so let's not question it. Let's just get our nut down. We've got a busy day tomorrow. All right? <laughs> what I like about you is you create this relaxing atmosphere for a child to go to sleep, Rob. It must just be a joy. <laughs> get, your, get, your, get your nut down. All right? We're busy day tomorrow. We've got preschool in the morning. We're going to daddy and granddad's after. Right? And if you don't listen, no ice creams. All right? Right, let's go, go, go. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Josh, would you like some salty or not salty emails about your uh, behaviour? Well, I, I, would is a big term, but I, I, I'm willing to put up with them. Do you know what I fear most about this is? It's going to get to the point where, you know, because you are a nice bloke, you're lovely to everyone, there's not going to be enough salty ones. And it's going to be like, well, why don't we see if, <laughs> if you're salty or not salty, Rob? And all I know is... Sober Rob's a very different man to drunk Rob. Oh, yeah. I, that's what my panic is with all of these salty emails, is I'm confident when I remember stuff that I've been all right. But yeah. it's those hours of slight blackout where I've been somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I've, I think also I go out a lot in South East London where it is a bit primal still. So it's like if you show any weakness, they jump on you. Like I was in a pub beer garden on Super Saturday... I was a COVIDiot, you know, when everyone was yeah, supposed yeah. to go out. I, I went presumed out. as much. Yeah, and then there was a group of like rugby lads come in and was like giving me crap from over the way a bit, and like, and then one of them come over to talk to me, and he had a he had a big stripy blue and white like rugby top, yeah. and then as he come over to speak to, he was like swaggering over a bit because they're a bit cocky because they've been giving himself. I just I just went to him, fuck off, cotton traders. <laughs> <laughs> I got a massive laugh from the group, and then he went <laughs> off, but. That written down in an email is oh. awful. <laughs> that, that's so much salt. That's too much salt. That's unpalatably salty. Oh, that's over-seasoned. Yeah, that's over -seasoned. Like you put, you know, all-purpose seasoning. Hello, I'm, I'm doing work. I'll speak to you in a minute, OK? Is that him again? That, that, yeah, that's him. Oh, cotton traders, do one. No, that, that is Gavin just banging on the window. Let me sort this out one second. Um,
graduating on a Wednesday. She's been expelled two days before graduation and they're trying to pass it off as a graduation. That is embarrassing for all concerned. Right, sorry about that. It's all right. Graduated? At four, somehow. I don't know how that works. Um, so that was my daughter that was banging. She's finishing preschool. She's starting big school in September, like primary school. But they do like a graduation thing. So she had a graduation hat and a little medal. But I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Did you know? Yeah, that they do. They do that at my daughter's nursery. There's a little graduation gown. Canapes, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. They all throw their hats in the air. <laughs> anyway, look, we're supposed to be doing sorty emails, aren't we, Josh? We've really gone on a tangent here. Anyway, okay. So this is about you. Here we go. Hi, Robin, Josh. The... Loving the podcast, even though we don't have kids. That's good to know. I tell you, if you don't have kids, right, and you listen to this, and you want. So us to answer any questions. Perfect. I mean, I'm sure you've had them. That's quite a good, you know, if you're thinking about having kids, maybe we could help with that in, decision. In many ways, if we're putting people off having kids, we're doing good things about overpopulation, which is a genuine problem for the world. But it's not. I've read about this. Apparently, basically, we used to have, I've read this in the news today, a, a woman would normally have 4.7 kids on average in mm. the 50s, right? But now it's like 1.9. Okay, right. because of uh, women are allowed careers now. It's crazy, isn't it? So if anything, right. feminism has ruined the world. But let's not get bogged down by that. That's a joke. Yeah. Um, for your for the Guardian readers that follow, listen to us because of Josh. Well, I can see now, now that we've got video, I can see how much you're panicking. No, so basically, because women aren't at home as much and they're working and you know mm. stuff like that, they're not. And, and also, people don't want as many kids, or, or if it's for this space or whatever, it's dropping, and they're worried because there's going to be a huge population of like old people, no young people. People paying all the taxes. Anyway, so apparently... So get shagging. Get fucking. Get fucking. Get, get fucking. <laughs> that the was world. the headline, wasn't it? The Guardian, get fucking. Babe, I know you've got an headache, but the world's ending. All you've got to do is put up with me for three minutes. <laughs> right, here we go. Salty or not salty, let's do this. Uh, don't have kids, still like the podcast. Um, they had, oh, They've just said it's confirmed they made the right decision to not have any. Okay, good okay. to know we've helped there. Anyway, my partner met Josh on a train from London to Edinburgh around 2010 Long and shared train. a four table the whole journey. He tells me Josh was very friendly and chatted a lot, which what? implies you drove the conversation. And I can oh, imagine. No, no, no. That's... On a four hour journey to Edinburgh, you do not want chat. You're worried about your show. You don't want to talk. Yeah. Maybe it was my way out of working on my show. That's the only well, they thing said, I think. Now, every time we go and see Josh live, only twice, we're not stalkers. <laughs> And we watch him on the telly. Every time we see him, our partner says, look, there's my mate Josh. So, oh, you know, that's, nice. that's a, lot, that's a good story. About. Yeah, that's um, nice. I'm pleased with that. I, I would say those trains to Edinburgh oh. are an absolute lottery. So what will happen is you'll get the train to Edinburgh Festival and there'll be like t a window of two days maybe mm. when, you know, all the comics in London are going up to Edinburgh Festival and you book your seat and you're like, Please, God, don't let there be a comedian on yeah. the seat next to me. I don't want to have to talk to them. Uh, Please. Well, you tell you're getting that trade, and they go, well, we'll sit together. And you go, uh, now I'm in first class. <laughs> and, like, oh! and then you have to put it like, I booked it early. I booked it early. I'm not <laughs> Oh, my brother went up there to Edinburgh because he was on the mm. awards panel years ago. Oh, and right. he couldn't get a seat. He sat on the floor in, in between the carriages next to... A family of five that had a KFC bucket and a oh pit bull. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually one best newcomer. That little troop. <laughs> Funny story. Um, anyway, here we go. Uh, just a quick one. Say, I was on a stag do at the Mac 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 what's that Mac Festival in Wales? Yep. How did you say it? Um, what was it? Oh, he came up to me then, did he? On a stag in 2012. 
before you immediately jump to your conclusions, we are most certainly not the lads, lads, lads type stag do. Much more of a drink loads of craft hours and watch them stand up stag do. Right. Um, we went to get tickets for Josh's gig, which was at the time, was just a little booth near the campsite rather than the box office style they have now. However, there were not enough tickets for all of us to go. So we plumped for the stag do's favourite, Josie Long. <laughs> oh my word, that is not a stag do gig. Josie's great, but I wouldn't, yep. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't send her in for a stag do in no. You know, we met Josh right next to the box of and explained the situation. He apologised for tickets not being available, but then proceeded to laugh his head off when we said we were on a stag do going to see Josie Long. <laughs> the um, Ellis James did a preview there. Yeah. Like, your first preview where it's off notes, you've never said it before. And when he arrived, it was a hen do of 20. And the hen was a big Ellis fan and they travelled from Aberystwyth just for this gig and they were travelling straight back. Oh, and wow! He, so he was doing new material and he felt it was his duty just to do his old show, even though he travelled all the way to Macfest. Oh, for, bless. Because he felt like, you can't, you can't be trying out stuff to a hen He'd been up at 3am as well because of Izzy's bad back. He's yeah. a trooper, that guy. <laughs> Talking about that, like, uh, people come and see him, put pressure on. I'm supposed to be doing some gigs in an open-air theatre, mm. um, like, and it's just like a 40-minute extended set, like, and I've not gigged in, like, four months. The Times want to review it. I was like, leave what? it out. Come on, mate, give me a chance. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like reviewing a pre-season friendly of football and going, Carl, you run out of energy towards the end. Make it to ball for three months. Anyway, let's forget about this. Also, this guy, David Dalton, David mm. Dalton, um, who, who met up with you, um, also was, he's had quite a tricky COVID time. Um, he's three kids, 11, nine and four, and he's trying to work from home and homeschool two primary school children and a Tasmanian devil or a four-year-old is seriously getting on his Ooh. tits, which are bigger now because of lockdown. So he's put on weight, the poor fella. <laughs> Add to that, my wife works frontline NHS. So oh I have to do God. this all on my own <laughs> during the week. And he's, he's not put it in there, but you cannot complain, mate. No. If your wife's frontline, one of your kids, that two of them can hold you down and the other shit in your mouth and you cannot <laughs> complain about your situation. Do, do you think he's thinking, oh, you should be applauding for me, really, yeah? That Thursday night <laughs> should be for me, I'm come on. Line. Also, get this, Josh. Not only has he had to work from home and homeschool these three kids while his wife's out being a hero, he broke his ankle last weekend. Oh. So he's, he's doing that with a broken ankle. Oh, my but, God. His wife is not impressed, but it does mean I've managed to get Stevenish to win the Champions League and six Premier League titles in a row on Championship Manager. Well, how's he done that? How's, how's he well, got the titles for that? He's not, it's, he can't look after the kids, can you? Broken see, ankle. I see, I see. I yeah. broke my ankle when I had a two-month-old and a two-year-old, and Lou went to me, you've got to get better or die. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so Josh, you love your life, non-salty. But should we do that? If anyone, any salty interactions with me yeah. or non-salty? Either of us. It's only fair, isn't it? Either of us, it's fine. I think the thing with the salty ones is they don't need to be that salty. Because what I've found is, um, let's be honest, a lot of the time it's in your own head. It's not me being salty at all. Oh, so you're blaming the public. I'm blaming so the public. So they misinterpreted the rules. Hang, you know, Hancock. I'm, do you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm gaslighting the public. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> gaslit the whole country <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with us with anything salty 
or um, you know, if you've left your child in the house on their own, or anything that uh, was brought up, brought up by this episode. That sounds like a warning at the end of a soap opera, but you know what I mean. Trigger. If there's trigger warnings to this, I I say your children may shit in your mouth, and it won't be as bad as being a frontline worker. That's a good trigger warning. It's a good trigger but warning. Trigger warnings are more like spoiler alerts, aren't they? Yeah, I would say you've done the trigger warning at the end of the show, which um, unless people are working their way back, that's a bit of an issue. Is that not how you listen to them? <laughs> <laughs> I thought those crime ones got more boring as it went on. It's like Memento, watching it backwards. You just have to piece it together. Thank you for listening, guys. Don't forget to uh, review us and uh, give us a five-star uh, rating and all that malarkey. Oh, I hate you always say malarkey. I hate it. Do you ever say? Do you? I only ever say malarkey when I'm talking about shit admin I have to get our listeners to do. Yeah. It's not shit admin. It's Is great it a admin. South East London thing, malarkey? Malarkey, yeah, it's a little bit. I do. I I knock out some really old, sort of like Victorian, like like Cockney sayings. Ark at him. Ark at him. That's quite camp. Ark at him. Oh, ark at him. Oh, that's camp. Yeah. I don't do that. No. But anyway, please give us a five star review and uh, leave, leave a comment. That'd be great. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Joining us uh, on Tuesday uh, is the brilliant Judy Love, who you will know as a brilliant comedian and also uh, currently smashing through Celebrity MasterChef. She's a loose woman as well, Judy Love. She's a loose woman woman as well. It was an amazing episode. Um, She was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, really She was both absolutely hilarious and it was genuinely kind of moving and informative. Yeah, she had quite a tough time with her two kids. Um, She uh, lost her mum when she was eight months pregnant with her second. And then her partner left her and so she had to bring up uh, two kids on her own. And she found it very difficult, but she's very open about it, which I think is a great thing for people that maybe go through something similar can sort of uh, listen to and enjoy. And also very funny, especially if you're into dicks in the shape of shovels. See you next week. (laughs) Trigger warning. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Bye. Bye. 